So ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the TR90 Body Burn 30 support call. This call happens Monday through Friday at this time for about 15 minutes. It's to help support you in your TR90 Body Burn 30 lifestyle um, change because this is a lifestyle change. It's not a one and done program. It's everything, every one of us brings something a little bit different to the table of might be on exercise, it might be on mindset, it might be on changing habits, it might be on nutrition. So with that being said, my name is Susan Mann. I'm out of Portland, Oregon. I come to you with a teaching background, although I've had a huge interest in both health, nutrition, and exercise since I had grandparents that had adult onset diabetes and heart disease is really rampant on one side of the family, and so it's like, I did not want to have either of those, and so I've spent a good chunk of the last 40 years looking to minimize those effects, and because I have done that, I'm always looking for new things that will make my lifestyle better, make me better, and hopefully reduce those chances. The TR90 program does consist of taking those supplements. If you can at each meal, if you can take them about 20 minutes before the meal, absolutely fabulous. If you can't, you can take them with your meal and they will still work, but they won't be quite as synergistically, they won't work quite as synergistically as they would if they were 20 minutes before. Drinking plenty of water. Water is one of those elixirs of life. So the current thinking is that you should be drinking about Let's see, one ounce of water for every two pounds that you weigh. So if you weigh 100 pounds, you should be drinking about 50 ounces of water. If you're in a hot, humid area or you're working out uh, at a high, intense level, you may need more water than that because if you think you're hungry, chances are it's really you're dehydrated and you need water. So make sure to drink plenty of water. Starting out with at least seven servings of vegetables and fruits, more if possible, and making good choices with that. Two shakes a day. Making sure to have 30 grams of protein at three meals. That 30 grams of protein is what helps build the muscle and um, helps switch your body into ketosis so that it will um, burn fat more easily. 30 minutes of moderate to heavy exercise at least five days a week. And it could be as simple as walking, going, walking upstairs. It can be anything that you want it to be as long as it is 30 minutes of exercise. Could even be yoga. We've been adding in meditation lately, which is a really good booster. Also make sure to get seven to nine hours of rest daily. That will help your body reset. It will help um, your body clear out the toxins overnight. It's a really great thing. I'm trying to think. I think we've just about hit all of that. One lean green meal, one good meal a day usually, and your three snacks. Don't forget your snacks. Um, snacks can be as simple as a little bit of peanut butter with apple slices. It could be 
almonds and carrot sticks. Could be hummus and celery. So making good choices with those snacks will help keep you on track too. And every once in a while, don't forget to indulge yourself because, you know, this is not a total deprivation. It is, this is a lifestyle change and it's something we're going to be doing for the rest of our lives. So I was sharing with you superfoods, health style, simple changes to get the most out of life for the rest of your life. And I had left off with why it's important for us to get vitamin D and especially when we're quarantined right now. Um, vitamin D is really important. And I was going to share where you can find some of that vitamin D in a good protein source. And you need about 100, there's a 100 grams for about a three and a half ounce serving. And these are all, most all salmon listings, but carefully listen because, again, it. this is what I ended up with last week and I wanted to reiterate or repeat that again. So they say that we should be getting um, a good chunk of vitamin D because if we don't, then we're at a risk of getting rickets, which is never any fun. And... Alaskan sockeye salmon has 687 international units for a three and a half ounce serving. Alaskan albacore tuna, 544 international units. Alaskan silver salmon, 439 international units. Alaska king salmon, 236 international units. Alaskan sardines canned in olive oil, 222 international units. Alaskan sable fish, 169 international units. And Alaskan halibut, 162 international units. And just realize that vitamin D, one of the things is that you know, being out in the sunshine, it's one of the few that our body makes. Um, we should be getting between 800 to 1,000 international units a day from our food and or supplements. The, um, if you're taking the Life Pack Nano, the krill oil, fish oil, ones in the packet, really good way to get some of that vitamin D and getting that really good healthy oil. Ready to eat vitamin fortified cereals aren't also an excellent source. Depending on the brand, they supply <coughs> approximately 40 international units of vitamin D per serving. As you can see, other than fortified milk, fortified cereal, and fish, few foods provide a rich source of this vital nutrient. So who's at special risk? Well, the folks who are at special risk for a vitamin D deficiency happen to be those people that are older. As people age, their skin is less efficient at synthesizing vitamin D, and their kidneys are less able to utilize the vitamin. It's been estimated that as many as 30 to 40% of older people 
with hip fractures are deficient in vitamin D. People with limited sun exposure, and in the wintertime, this includes many of us, for example, sunlight exposure from November through February in Boston won't produce sufficient vitamin D synthesis in the skin. Complete cloud cover halves the energy of UV rays. And shade reduces it by 60%. Industrial pollution, which increases shade, also decreases the sun exposure. As more of us use sunscreens that prevent skin exposure to UV rays and or limit our outdoor time to prevent skin cancers, we can become vulnerable to the vitamin D deficiencies. <coughs> Excuse me. People with greater melanin in their skin, and melanin is that pigment that gives skin its color, darker skin is the result of more pigment. Darker skin is less able to produce vitamin D from sunlight. So African Americans and other dark-skinned people should consume foods containing adequate amounts of vitamin D. People with malabsorption disorders and people who suffer from Crohn's disease, pancreatic enzyme deficiency, cystic fibrosis, sprue, or liver disease, or who have undergone the surgical removal of part or all of their stomach or intestines can also suffer from vitamin D deficiency. So what's the solution? Try to get adequate vitamin D from your diet. Eat fortified low or non-fat dairy products as well as vitamin D fortified cereals. Eat the fish listed, which was that list that I read off a little bit earlier. Spend some unprotected time in the sun. While it's important to use sunscreen most of the time, a sun exposure of 10 to 15 minutes without sunscreen allows sufficient time for vitamin D synthesis and should be followed by the application of a sunscreen with an SPF of at least 15. When you see the sun shining in the winter, take a brisk 15-minute walk. So that kind of rounds up what we've been discussing about vitamin D and why it's important in our diet and why we really need it. Well, another thought is tomatoes. They're a great source of lycopene, low in calories. They have vitamin C, alpha and beta carotene, lutein, zeaxanthin, phytoene and phytofluene, potassium, vitamins, B vitamins such as B6, niacin, folate, thiamine, and panolithic acid, chromium, biotin, and fiber. Sidekicks to the tomato, watermelons, pink grapefruit, Japanese persimmon, red flesh papayas, and strawberry guavas. Try to eat one serving of processed tomatoes or sidekicks listed per day and multiple servings per week of fresh tomatoes. 
Tomatoes are an extremely popular superfood, and it's easy to see why. They're delicious and in, and in their extremely health-promoting processed form, they're relatively inexpensive and widely available all year round. They're a wonderful superfood to rely on in the winter because, the pro, because in processed form they're easy to find and make a great addition to a winter soups and stews as well as pasta dishes. Despite their checkered past, they were once considered a dangerous food, tomatoes are now enjoyed in cuisines worldwide. Originating in South America, they were first cultivated in Mexico. Today, tomatoes are one of the top-selling vegetables in the United States. We owe a lot to the tomato, it keeps us healthy no matter what. Even packing a nutritional punch in foods like pizza and ketchup. Research has demonstrated that regular consumption of tomatoes and their sidekicks is associated with a lower risk of cancer, including prostate, breast, bladder, lung, and stomach cancers, reduced risk for coronary artery disease, and a reduced risk for sun-related skin damage. Reduced risk for macular degeneration and cataracts. Tomatoes have received lots of attention over the past few years due to their rich supply of lycopene. Lycopene is a carotenoid, a pigment that is responsible for the rich red color of tomatoes. A powerful antioxidant, lycopene seems to be able to protect cells and other structures in the body from oxygen damage. A number of studies have demonstrated that lycopene is a powerful cancer fighter. That's also why the G3 is so good is because it has more lycopene in it than you can get from tomatoes because of its blend. It's effective in lowering the risk of prostate, breast, and digestive digestive tract, cervical, bladder, and lung cancers. In addition, lycopene's antioxidant ability seems to make it an important player in the prevention of heart disease. And I believe with that, I'm going to stop there, and I'm going to take everyone off of mute so we can say goodbye to each other. So fish and tomatoes, very important to be including in that diet, folks. Eat an apple, instead of saying eat an apple a day, eat a tomato a day and keep the doctor away. (laughs) Well, you know, tomatoes and apples aren't necessarily mutually exclusive. You can have one at one meal and one at another meal. (laughs) I understand. Oh, I get it. I get it. I eat tomatoes every day. I have for years. And if they're cooked a little bit rather than raw, it releases the lycopene even better. Yes, it does. I just saw a thing yesterday about the seeds of the tomatoes, where the lycopene is at. Um, Interesting. Yeah. I didn't know that because having had diverticulitis, I I don't eat seeds. Like, So I'll kind of get rid of the uh, seed part of the tomato and just eat the fleshy part. But... After wow. I have a question about water. 
uh, two things. When this bottled water to buy purified bottled, bottled water, and it's in these plastic containers. And I had bought a, a case of water, and it was in the car for the back of the car for a couple of days. I forgot about it. it got really hot in the car. So when uh, the bottles are made of the plastic and all these different chemicals, is the water, are these bottles leaching out into the waters that we have? They're um, contaminants, you know, and and it's not in the glass bottle. They're in plastic, so it's leaching into our water. And does anybody know anything about this? And also, when we have water from our path at home, different places have different types of water, hard water, soft water, whatever. And so when we drink that into our body, we're getting whatever um, nutrients are in that water. And in countries where they have, um, you know, no sterilization or anything like that, there's so much chlorine in our water. So, and even having a filter system on your refrigerator, you think you're getting pure, pure or better water. So I'm, I'm just really wondering if we shouldn't be boiling all of our water and what happens when we do boil water. What is, what is the content of water when we boil it? And it, I've heard Mike... It, it changes the molecular structure when you boil it. And in some ways, that's a good idea. And in other ways, you know, we don't know the answer to all of that yet. So... Well, my response to that, which I, because I, I worked on it, because I'm very sensitive being a cancer survivor, I have water that I drink from the fridge, but I purify it twice, once from the fridge and a second time from my Brita water cleaner just sitting on the counter. And I researched the, um, the cleaner in the, or the filters in the Brita and they are the best filters for the price that you can get. So that if you double filter your water from your fridge and with a Brita, you will be amazed at how it sparkles and it looks. It, you can, well, I've wow. done it. I put it out on the counter. I've put fresh water from the, the tap, a glass of water from my fridge, and then a glass of water from my fridge and the Brita. And the one that's had the double cleaning is just sparkling. So that was my way of solving that problem. Um, I might say something too. Um, one of uh, one of our members in in my group in Bethesda did a lecture on the plastic bottles, and it's very bad to keep your water in the car. Um, yes, it does leach from the bottle when it gets hot, when it gets cold. And, when it uh, freezes. Yes, very bad. So uh, when if I forget and leave a bottle of water in the car, I throw it away. Yeah, me too. See now, I when I when I pack my water with me, I always I'm I've been packing it in either stainless steel or in BPA free. Yes. Uh, yes. Plastic, but if I'm packing it with me, I'm not necessarily leaving it in the car. <laughs> No, but I used to leave my water, a bottle of water in the car all the time, and I don't anymore. I bring it with me. Me too. Yep. Thank you, you guys. I'm just, because 
my 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 heart. I couldn't. I'm going. Whoa! I left this in the car, and yet I can't open the bottle. I can't make myself to even open them. So I'm just going. Oh wow! So thank you very much for the info. If you've got oh, a you're question, welcome. you know we. If you've got a question, you know we'll all have opinions. That's <laughs> <laughs> good. It's a good thing. The brain trust is in the house now. <laughs> well, part of it I is anyway. <laughs> I have another question about grapefruit. People, when you're taking medication or blood pressures or whatever, and they say don't eat grapefruit, but yet grapefruit is is high like tomatoes in your um, lipotene and and different well, things. Well, so- that's that's why that you know they listed several superfoods, and watermelon was another one of those. So you might not be able to do the grapefruit, but you might be able to do the watermelon. Yeah. So. Yes, I agree. I had a medication. Good. I. Go G3 ahead. G3 is always a good backup. So there, there's that too. Yeah, I had a medication that I had. I couldn't take eat grapefruit with, so I just found other things to eat instead. For whatever reason, there's an ingredient that sets off that medication. Although it did say if you ate it. Like if you took your medication in the morning and you ate grapefruit later on in the day, it was okay. But you just didn't want the two to combine in your stomach or, you know, you wanted one to be well digested before you took the other. Is it the grapefruit nullifies the medication or what does it do? I don't remember. I don't remember what I, it was. Seems, it seems to me that it does sort of nullify the, the medication and um, I think it's because grapefruit has a, such a strong acid in it that that might be part of the reason why, but it also might be some of the essential oils that are in it as well. Mm. I've just well, there you have it. The different uh, types of blood pressure medication I was on, lisinopril for years, and then I had I got off of it, and they put me on a, a different one. And that wasn't doing it, so they doubled it. wasn't doing anything, so they gave me another one, and then they doubled that one. And now I'm on the third one, and I have two that doubled in one, so I'm taking three medications, two of them doubled. And I'm going on the Facebook, this one Dr. American, she was talking about blood pressure medication, and all the ones that cause it are really bad for you are all the ones that my doctors are prescribing for me and making me worse. And nothing keeps happening. And so I'm deleting myself. I haven't been taking it for like three or four days now. And it's really interesting what's happening. And my blood pressure, it said she was, she was talking about you know, eating properly and, and getting healthy and letting your body heal itself. So my doctors are killing me, basically. <laughs> Well, and they're more likely to treat the systems than the underlying cause too, and so that's part of the part of the yes. conundrum. Well, it's like um, regular doctors, and sometimes the knowledge that we know. For example, you know how I feel about tea tree. It has saved my life. It stopped sore throats. It has yes. cleared earaches. This has done everything. So I recommended this to my girlfriend who has a an ear blockage and maybe add some olive oil. Well, her doctor said, 
you know, you don't want to put tea tree in your ear. It might burn it. I could have hit the roof because then now she won't use it. Because her doctor said. It it needs to be in a carrier oil and and it needs to be at the proper dilution. No more than 5% dilution. So like a drop into a teaspoon or so of like olive oil and it should be just fine. So... I but, know, but she, but but because her doctor said, yeah, she wouldn't even listen to my knowledge, and that, oh, like, dang, and I, you know what, I have some knowledge too. I might not be a doctor, <laughs> but I but listen to the earth and my body and what works. And her love, her love, real gain. <laughs> yeah. Doctors don't even read the JAMA, the Journal of American Medical, and new skin products are in there, and they they don't know about them. They don't take the time to read it. They don't have the time, or they are just so stubborn because they're gods. Mm-hmm. <laughs> we know. <laughs> well, yes, we Doctors, know. Doctors that. sometimes think it doesn't stink, and we know it does. Uh, you know, NIH now has a alternative medicine clinic, so it's getting there slowly but surely. Yes. Especially with this con- uh, this virus going around, the AEI-10 and Rishamax, oh, my God, they don't even know about it, and, and it can be, I'm just going, if we could just educate the public how good this is to stop infection and disease, you know, but they're well, let me tell let me tell you another one. My girlfriend in Ireland, her husband had COVID. It took him six weeks to recover. She never got it. But what was her method? Tea tree oil. She kept herself well cleaned and 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 she always made sure that. She was using it like she used it as an antiseptic in her daily life. She never caught it. Wow. Absolutely I, brilliant. Oh, I, I believe that tea tree oil, I, I don't want to give myself a can of horror, but I have not had a sore throat. The minute I get that tingle, I just take a Q-tip and put tea tree oil on the back of my throat, and I'm good to go. No kidding. My mom gave me that gift 30 years ago, and I haven't had a sore throat since. I think I got that one from you, Granny. I think you did. (laughs) (laughs) And it works on on noses, but you have to use a much more diluted um, amount. But it also, I just, you know, if I get an earache or I get something, it goes on all three, down my throat, in my ears, and in my nose, because all three are connected. And like you said, I haven't been sick with a sore throat since I can since remember. And go, go ahead. Tea trees, essential oils anymore. What is, what, I know. Of, what brand do you get? I mean, what is the best? out there to get tea tree oil. There is a, I can't remember the name of the company, but there's an Australian company. Um, it has a, a yellow label on it. 
I'll have to look and come back to you on that. But most tea trees... Go. No, I have one here that I got at Mom's. It's organic. Or A-U-R-A-C-A-C-I-A. And that's from Mom's. And I've I've been using their products because I haven't... I didn't want to order from the... I couldn't even remember the Australian one. But this was right at hand. And the woman at at, um, Mom's you know, said it was a good product and it's organic and they and I have they give you a nice uh, little booklet so you can get more information. You know, it seems to be pretty reliable. And I've used it the tea tree and it's been good. You just find one that works. Because most of them I mean if if it says tea tree, it's the tea tree oil that does the magic. It's pure. And I don't think you should ha- you should worry about it. I think any uh, organic or anything you buy at the health food store should be good. Okay. I just wish New Skin didn't give it up. Oh my New God! Skin had, oh, I love New Skin it. had the most beautiful tea tree in the world. Their basic eight plus tea tree was absolutely phenomenal. Unbelievable. Well, maybe back, they brought back the hand sanitizer. Maybe they'll bring some of these things back that they. Um, well, you just keep calling them, and when you when you do a call into the center for a problem, say, I'd like to make a comment. I really miss the Basic 8 essential oils and tea tree. Would you ever consider um, bringing them back? The reason they yeah. brought back some things is because everybody called. So every time you call, say, we want tea tree. <laughs> we want the basic eight, eight, and they might listen. They got into the very expensive ones, unfortunately, and then they took everything away. Yeah. I wish they just stayed at the basic. Actually, it should be the basic nine, because tea tree is that was their latest one, and that was just oh, it's beautiful. Anyway. We've already gone 10 minutes past. I think we liked your call, Susan. <laughs> yes. Thank you, you guys, for all the information. It's wonderful. Oh, you are most welcome. And remember, we'll be back here on Monday. <laughs> yes, it'll be Zoom time on Monday unless Nikki calls me. And if, if there's a problem, I'll try and text you all like I did last week but Monday will be Zoom. However, God bless Brian. He still gets on to the main call, and so if if you can't get into Zoom, it will be on this line also. So, Brian, I thank you for everything you do. Just realize, those of us that might be on the call, that Brian's connected in, we haven't figured out how we can be able to comment on Zoom. So... Yes, you can. Yes, you can. Okay. Brian has to. Okay. Brian has to click. Oh, no, no. I want a second, button. Dorcas. Dorcas, you're wrong. I oh, can go okay. and speak. Anyone here can speak. The Zoom side has not opened it up for some reason. I don't know. Okay. Well, because when I when Nikki is speaking at the end, when she unmutes and I hit the little unmute button. 
I can speak. But she okay, has to Dorcas, do it and I'm I on the phone. I'm on the phone. How do I hit the unmute button? You do Where it. Is you do the it for everybody. No, the person on the phone doesn't do it. You do it because you're you're the connection. So if somebody wants no, to ask Dorcas, a question, you're missing the point. You're missing the point. I have no button that I can push. You're talking about a button on a screen that I do wait, not have. Wait a oh, minute. Let me tell you. Let me just tell you. If you hit star six, I think that'll unmute you. I, I know that on my call on Saturdays with my group with uh, Artemis and Ben, if you go in and hit star six, I think that'll open you up and let you talk. And if you are bridged on a call on a phone, you cannot hit star six. It doesn't oh. work. I've seen that well, before. Well, then what I'll do... What I'll do is that I'll listen to the call, and if somebody asks a question, I'll relay that question to Nikki on the Zoom. All right? Let because me go and if you're up. on the call and, I, and on the Zoom, I, can, I hear both. Let me back up a bit. I know enough about video calls. The person organizing the call, who is Nikki, can unmute everyone. Yes. They can do all this stuff, okay? She is not doing it for some reason. I do not know why. But oh, she said okay. she would unmute us all. She unmuted us all last week. She said she did. And I was able well, to speak. Well, it, it did not unmute the phone connection. I don't know why. Oh, no, it won't unmute. No, no, it won't. We have to... Um, I agree. I don't think it, I don't think that'll work. So that um, I'm not sure how to solve that one. <laughs> Other than one of us monitor the call. If someone asks a question, we relay the question, and then when she speaks, everybody hears it. No, I'm going to go back again. The problem is someone is not properly controlling the Zoom end of the call. The host person is not doing it well. They can unmute lines. They can mute lines. She did. Un she, unmute, she unmuted the lines the other day. Okay, and look at participants and see if the phone connection is unmuted. I believe no, you will find No, that's it's when not. you have to go down to the bottom square in your... If no, you're on the no room, hold on a second. But I don't see anything. There is no bottom to look at on my phone. Oh, no, you only go on the phone. I thought when you got, did that that you were also on the Zoom meeting with us. I apologize. No. I misunderstood. No. And, and not only that, but a user cannot control another user's muting and unmuting. I've tried that on a Zoom call just for yeah, curiosity. No, no. You can only unmute. You can only get to unmute if the the main person unmutes, and then you sometimes have to unmute yourself in the bottom, on the right. little microphone on the bottom of the page. Right. Yeah. And I, I keep telling you, 
I have no microphone. We understand. On we understand. On I'll, so I said, I will do it. I will be the connection next time. When we get to the end of the call, I will transfer the question if we get any. Okay? That's the only way to do it. No, you can you're still wrong. hear the call. No, you're wrong. A phone <laughs> person can speak on a Zoom call. I've done I that be, too. I can do both. I know. So if someone asks a question, Brian, I will be the transfer. I will Why? repeat the question on the Zoom because I'll be on both. Why do you have to do the transfer? I don't know how to, I'll ask Nikki, I don't know how to do it. We're doing double connections with a call no, and a no. Zoom, and I don't know how to do that. Call Zoom no. and ask them. <laughs> no, I'm not going to call Zoom. I've seen it done. Phone people can speak. There is something going wrong being done improperly by the host. Well, I'll ask her. I'll ask her to make sure that she unmutes anybody who's just on a phone, if she can. Let's try. We'll figure it out. I don't know. We'll just figure it out. We'll keep working Hooray. it till we get it done. Hooray for technology. <laughs> <laughs> I know. Who would have thought? that we would be discussing the difficulty of getting a phone call on a Zoom question. <laughs> we'll figure it out. Just let us struggle along. It's okay, Brian. We'll work it out. Oh. Anyway, you guys are all wonderful. Thanks for everything. Have a great day, everybody, and a wonderful weekend. Thank you, and the same to you. You as well. We'll be, the, we'll be on the holiday call. We'll be on the call on the holiday, right? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, there's a call every day, no matter what. Because in Canada, they don't have Memorial Day. And it happens to be Nikki's Day. So I love it when our Canadians do... Uh, I, I try to get the Canadians to do the American holidays and the Americans to do the Canadian holidays. <laughs> the things oh, you do that you don't happy. think about. <laughs> yes. And I'll work on that, Brian. I have no idea how to solve it, but we'll try. Okay. But there's, <laughs> there's nothing I can do at this end. It is all at the host and the Zoom end. Well, I'll explain. I'll tell her that and let's see what she can do. Because she may not realize that there are callers coming in. She might be expecting everybody to be just Zoomers. I don't know. I was in a hurry to get off. Anyway, the other, the other thing we can always do, which is what we did this week, was we connected our caller to Nikki, and then she was able to ask the question. So it's all good. Working together hand in hand. Woo! Just think what about how you're stimulating your brain cells trying to figure these things out. That's a good Oh, thing. I know. Very good problem solving. Good for seniors like us. 
Love and hugs to all, and have a wonderful weekend and Memorial Day. We'll talk to you on Monday anyway, but still, love to everybody. Thanks for my smile. Love you guys. Bye. You too. Bye. Bye, Brian. Thank you. Oh, always. And Susan, great call. Thank you.